Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We are back live on our regular rhythm. I was away for a week uh, getting uh, some, a little bit of rest. As I've been telling the team here, man, you get out, use your vacation. While I finally uh, was able to get away for a week. Uh, myself, and it was good, <clears throat> but uh, like any vacation, not long enough. And now we're back. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions. I know the brothers that filled in for me uh, did a great job. Um, it's always good to have a variety of, always good to have a variety of men uh, hosting the show uh, that way it's you know it's different uh, and it's unique uh, but now here we are we're back 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000 taking your calls taking your questions and I better it's been a little while since I've done this so I better get my call screen up here and we're back in the Bible tonight First Peter, uh, how to live right in a world that's wrong, how to live under oppression, how to live a, the suffering life, how to live when things aren't going your way, uh, how to live when the government oppresses, when the government makes decisions that affect you as a believer. Um, you might be surprised considering what you see in the world today and what the Bible says. And then what are you going to do? Are you going to choose the Bible? Or are you going to choose public opinion? So we're start. We just started. Uh, we're not even getting into yet the issues of suffering. Uh, we haven't even started that yet. Um, but we started on on the foundations where Peter started, and Peter started uh, in relation to our calling. And tonight we're going to learn about our safety and security is found in the Lord. Uh, and I invite you out, 7 o'clock. We are meeting in person. <clears throat> we have been meeting in person. We will meet in person. And we are uh, going to be there 7 o'clock. We'll have communion together. We'll have prayer together. We will have Bible study together. We'll have worship together. We'll have fellowship together. Siri wants to talk to me. Um, I don't know how she can... <laughs> I'm having trouble hearing you. You're right next to it. So anyway... We'll be there for uh, fellowship and encouragement. And I just finished uh, recording a spot today. I uh, want to let you know if you're, no matter where you are, you can fly in from wherever you're at. Uh, airline tickets are rock bottom right now. Uh, we have our Refresh Ministry Conference. That's coming up October 9th and 10th. Uh, that is just around the corner a couple weeks from now. Uh, it's Friday night and half a day on Saturday the 10th. Uh, we have special guest Scott Cunningham and Pastor Pastor Scott Cunningham, Pastor Zach Vesnes and his daughter are coming out 
They're going to lead in worship, and they're also going to teach. Um, and it is uh, a glorious, glorious time uh, that we get together. This is our 11th year doing it, even though we, it's not, we haven't done it every single year for 11 years, but I think <clears throat> we launched this 11 years ago, and we are uh, just grateful. It's, it's a conference that's not a conference. Um, it's, it, it's not like a, just sit and be slammed with Bible studies. We'll have a couple Bible studies. We'll have a lot of worship. We'll have fellowship. We're in person, in the building together, strengthening one another, uh, reminding each other we're not in this alone. Uh, I, I know, I know that it can feel like you're alone. Uh, it could feel like you've been isolated. I uh, can feel like this is never going to end. And probably in some ways it's true. It's not going to end. That's why we have these conferences. We're like, no, it doesn't, doesn't matter what's happening all around us. We're going to choose to abide in the Lord. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. All lines are open. I also have the text line open, 720-336-0897. Um, that is live and ready to use. Uh, go for it. Allow the, let's get together and talk about the things that are on your mind. <clears throat> talk about the things that are uh, troubling you, plaguing you, challenging you, whatever it might be. Um, maybe a Bible question, something that you're just trying to wrestle with. Um, let's do it. 303-690-3000. That's the number to get on the air. And then text me, 720-336-0897. Taking your calls, taking your questions. Where are you? Let's jump on the air and enjoy talking about the things of the Lord together. So I was away for a couple of weeks. I had uh, kind of a neat thing, uh, guest teachers in our church the last couple of weekends. On the first weekend I was away, Pastor Gino Geraci. Now the first weekend I was away uh, was a couple of weeks ago. I actually wasn't away. I was still in town. Uh, I was invited to go up to Calvary Chapel in Fort Collins. My good friend, Pastor Dave Pierce and his wife, Angel, they were celebrating 23 years of ministry. And it's been probably 15 years since I was up there teaching. So I was able to go up and be with you guys. Great to meet you guys up there. Great to enjoy our time. While I was in Fort Collins, Pastor Gino Geraci filled filled in for me uh, on a Bible study on the topic of worry. And then, and then I le left out of town. And then last weekend, Pastor John Geraci who is the current senior pastor, lead pastor of Calvary Chapel, South Denver. Pastor Gino planted the church, and they just went through one of the most seamless, uh, one of the most smooth transitions of pastoral leadership that I've seen in the recent history. Um, most of the transitions that I've been a part of and that I've been, been able to either be on the board of the church or be a part of as an advisor have not gone well because the senior pastor would not let go or the senior pastor and their wife would not let go, or the senior pastor and the elders would not let go, either let go of the leadership or let go of the past. Um, and, and this one uh, is one of the few that just was beautiful, 
just the way it needed to be. A transition of leadership where a pastor didn't fall into sin, didn't get in. It was just time. And the Lord spoke to Gino, <clears throat> encouraged Gino that it was time. And um, and so back to back, they were able to fill in. Uh, and those studies are available up on our free app. Just go to your app store, put in the name Ed Taylor, our app for the church, for the radio station will pop up. And it's available for you to download. Give me a call. Uh, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number to get on the air. And then text me. I see some text coming in. <clears throat> and uh, give me a text question. We have a dedicated line for that. Prayer and text questions. 720-336-0897. Here's a text question. Did God the Father pour out his wrath on Jesus while he was on the cross? Yes. The judgment of God upon the sins of humanity were poured out upon Jesus while he was on the cross. Listen to this interesting scripture um, that was written in to the Corinthians. Uh, let me see. I'm in the wrong version, so let me open up my New King James, which I am more familiar with. And in Corinthians... Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one, it says, "For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him." Now that doesn't mean that Jesus became sin in its nature, because Jesus is sinless. What it means is that he received the full weight and penalty of what you and I owe for our sins upon the cross. So yes, the answer, a simple question uh, is yes. The wrath of God, the judgment of God was poured out upon Jesus Christ upon the cross so that he delivered us from the wrath that's to come. And he and, and the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, that he's not appointed us unto wrath. So great question, great question. Uh, here's a text from Arizona. Love you, bro, Felix. Well, love you too, Felix. May the Lord bless you and encourage you in Arizona. Got a lot of friends, a lot of great ministry in Arizona. Bless you out there. Uh, here's another text question. Can you explain Lucifer's flood and is it biblical? Never heard of that. It is not biblical and it is... Um, we don't. You, you also. Your second question is what happened in between Genesis one, uh, one and one two, uh, and in the Bible it says that. Let me get to it. In the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Nothing happened between verses one and two. Uh, I don't know what Lucifer's flood is. It could be another. Uh, variation of the gap theory. Um, I'm I don't I'm not a proponent of the gap theory, um, and so I don't know what I, I've never heard of it, so I don't know anything about it. But it's not biblical for sure. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. All lines are still open, but you guys are keeping in the uh, the text, so I'll take your text questions. Does spiritual warfare happen in dreams? Yes. And the reason I say yes is that in the sleep cycle of a person, there are times when you're partially awake or you're partially conscious. 
And so in that consciousness, spiritual warfare happens and you can be attacked in your thought life. Secondly, you can be attacked in your thought life and your dreams are a part of your thought life. And so, yes, there can be spiritual warfare in dreams. I've not been tempted with pornography, but last night I feel like I was attacked spiritually in that matter through a dream. Yes, um, certainly the, the t- see, because uh, when it comes to pornography or anything in your, it's planted in your mind. So it's there. It's an image that can't be unseen. Uh, it's an image that is permanently lodged in your mind and certainly can come back. Now, remember this. Whether you're facing warfare in a dream, in a vision, whether it's a full consciousness or partial consciousness, none of that removes our personal responsibility to resist the devil and he'll flee from us. None of that removes our personal responsibility to take every thought into the captivity and the obedience of Christ. So depending on where that's come from, what you're dealing with, it doesn't remove, um, it doesn't remove from us the responsibility to live a life that pleases God. Here's another text question. If you want to keep texting, 720-336-0897. Good afternoon. God bless. My question is, after the Great Tribulation period, when God comes back to rule the earth with his people for a thousand years, how do we live? Are there families, babies still being born? And do we work and have jobs? And there are people sinning? And do we feel pain uh, and accidents? Are they regular? Um, The millennial period is an interesting um, time period spoken of in the scriptures. And we're not given a lot of information of what it's going to be like in particular in detail um, of what that's going to look like. But how will how will it look? Um, people will be uh, definitely alive, separated into at least two different groups: um, those that have their glorified bodies, and those who have earthly bodies that live through the great tribulation period into the millennial kingdom. Um, of course, those of us with the glorified bodies would be the church, um, those that died before Christ, um, and now have been uh, received all that they have wanted by faith uh, and any of the believers, basically. And those who have earthly bodies uh, are going to be Gentiles uh, and even believing Jews. Uh, And we know that during the millennial period, there's a thousand-year reign, and it will be an occupation of life where um, the righteous Gentiles will... Uh, live, they'll be given birth to children, populate the earth, uh, but they won't be the only ones um, who will be producing kids during that time. Um, They'll be uh, believing Gentiles, believing Israel, resurrected rapture believers, and then the kids, um, the kids that are produced will still have to face temptation where the devil is let go at the end of the millennial period. Um, and so you know, Isaiah, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Micah, Revelation, they all speak of the millennial kingdom. Uh, and a great resource on this, I'd encourage you to pick up The Kingdom Come by Dr. Pentecost. That's his name, Dr. Pentecost. Um, the Kingdom Come. So there's more information on 
the the millennial kingdom, but it will be in existence on a little earth uh, under the leadership of King Jesus. Um, so pretty good. All right, let's go to the phone lines now. We got a phone line. Michael in Denver, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, my What's question up? Is, is uh, you know, Jesus says you will know them by their fruit. Yes. And then there's another part in the Bible where he walked by a tree and he said, look, this don't bear no fruit. Um, and he just commanded it to wither and die. Yes. Now, if he put them two trees out there for an example, I know that when I was a kid, I used to like want to jump somebody's fence to get to some of their fruit because they looked so good and it was, you know, ripe and everything. And, um, you know, what is he getting at at the fruit? Uh, You know, is this something that's supposed to always look beautiful on us, in us? Um, You know, how would, how would, how would you describe this fruit? Well, let's, let's take both those passages that you mentioned and let's separate them because they're really defining two different things. In Matthew chapter 21, Jesus coming into the city, he sees a fig tree. Uh, He comes and finds nothing on it but leaves and said, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree uh, withered away. And when his disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? And he says, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll not only do what was done to the fig tree, but you'll also say to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea. And so it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So Jesus, in in teaching his disciples, is giving a very practical. That's one of the things I love about the teaching of Jesus. He took what was common. He took what was known among the people. And he used it to bring a spiritual truth uh, alive. And the fig tree is really, the tree represents what, what do you expect from a tree? If you come across a fig tree and it's time for blo- it's the season of harvesting, you expect figs to be on there. And so the tree did not produce what was expected. And the result of that is that the tree was then cursed uh, and, and they lost the benefit of being a tree that could produce fruit in the future. And he's giving a picture of Israel. Israel is represented by this fig tree. And what was expected from Israel is that they be a light to the Gentiles, a light to the world. And they failed in that area. And in response to that, the tree was supposed to produce fruit uh, in order for, for it to be enjoyed by Jesus in a practical way. Uh, and it didn't. And it experienced um, the cursing. And that becomes a picture and a type of Israel and the consequences that they're experiencing because they didn't produce the fruit that was expected from them. Now, secondly, you also combine it with another passage where Jesus talks about, you will know them by their fruit. And the reality is, is that that's true. That That's true today in the same way. Uh, if you and I walk by a tree and we see oranges hanging on that tree, what kind of tree is it? It's a good tree. It's a, it's an orange tree, right? You're in, yeah. And you go, well, how do you know it's an orange tree? How do you know? It. You're not a tree expert. What do you do for a living? I'm a machinist. So you, well, what do you know about trees? Uh, I know you got to water them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, and you I think we all them. can 
vitamins. We all, and we all know that if oranges are hanging from a tree, that 99.9% of a chance that that's an orange tree. Same with avocados, same with limes, uh, that we know a tree by its fruit. And he uses that as an example of the reality of teach good teachers, um, true teachers and false teachers. You will know what kind of person they are, right? Because Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 7. He said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inside they're wolves. Well, how do I know? If they look like sheep and they sound like sheep and they smell like sheep, how do I know? Well, he says, you'll know them by their fruits. You'll know. You'll, you'll know it's an orange tree because it's an orange. You'll know it's a rotten tree when there's nothing there. Um, you'll know that it's not right when they come saying that they're an orange tree and they're producing avocados. They're liars. And so he uses something that everyone can connect with to say these practical lessons in the natural realm also provide for us spiritual lessons. And the the lesson that we learn here is, hey, look, you watch a person's life, you listen to a person carefully, sooner or later, their true colors will come out and you'll know them by their fruit. And later on in the Bible, we learn what that fruit is, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And you see those things in a brother or sister, you know that the root of their life, as they're abiding in Christ, they're producing the fruit that comes through a real relationship with the vine. Mm, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Like, like I love that about Jesus, because in in his in his ministry, he provides for us simple lessons that we can immediately translate into dynamic spiritual truths. So how would we know when Jesus is examining us? Is there something spiritually we feel? You know, like our, like, have you ever felt like the Lord is examining you? I have. Um, I think that we can also make that so spiritual that we forget that God's always examining us. He lives in us, taking care of us, animating our lives. So I think when is the Lord examining us? All the time. Um, he's examining our lives all the time, and the Holy Spirit is bringing out. It, it really depends on how sensitive we are to hearing the Word of God and, and receiving from God. I don't think the issue is that God takes time off examining us. I think the issue is we take time off from listening and obeying God. Uh Yeah. And even then, the Bible even tells us, he says, God's always examining us, but then the Bible says, examine yourselves whether you're in the faith. And that's an important truth for us as well. We, We need to be in a place where we're constantly examining ourselves so that we know that we're in the faith and we can trust in the Lord and we can be strengthened in the Lord. So fighting a battle of, uh, fighting a battle of, let's say, you drink occasionally, you smoke occasionally, you, uh, you don't cuss a lot, does that mean that we're not totally in control of our own examination or we just failed to cross the board with Jesus? Well, what do you mean by that? When you say drink occasionally, do you mean drunkenness? 
Well, let's say you drink, uh, you know, you work seven days a week. You take one day out to drink some beer and maybe smoke a couple of cigarettes and the rest of the week you're clean. You know, okay. do it. But, you know, do you, you know, is that so wrong that Jesus would look at us like we're not being fruitful? Or well, let me ask you this. Where, <laughs> where did you get the concept that it was wrong to drink and smoke a couple of cigarettes? Where'd you learn that from? Uh, I just, it just felt like, I really didn't learn it because I did a lot. Right. Um, and, uh, but not like a heavy, heavy, heavy drinker or something, but like right. occasionally drink, but I don't know. It just seems like the next day I would feel bad. Like, what did I yeah. do that for? I didn't need that. Like, well, and I would say I don't that's, a, that's control or something, you know? That's the that's the reason why I ask you that question, because you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that conviction of the Holy Spirit is like, hey, listen, Michael, I've given you self-control. Lean on me so that after you work seven days, you can trust me that you can get through the seventh day without drinking and smoking. That I'm your sufficiency and I'm your strength. You know, it's not wise to put stuff into our body that would hurt us. It's not wise. Um, but but smoking a cigarette isn't necessarily sin. Drinking a beer isn't necessarily sin. Drunkenness is. A lack of self-control is. And because you're getting a sense that the Holy Spirit's saying, you know, Michael, this isn't for you, then it becomes a sin for you. And on those times it's that you're tempted to do it, lean in and trust in the Lord. And say, no, I'm going to say yes to the Holy Spirit self-control, and I'm going to say no to my flesh. Because you can't get through that seventh day. And you wouldn't really be having that feeling if the Holy Spirit wasn't giving you the conviction of sin. I know for me, I'm staying away from that as far as I can. I don't want anything to do with alcohol. I don't want anything to do with cigarettes. I don't want to smoke pot. I don't want to pop a cigar or a pipe in my mouth because I want to be the most usable for the kingdom of God. But I know not everybody shares that same conviction and they're just going to have to take it to them before the Lord. And it sounds like God has taken it before you and he's wanting to let you know, Michael, I've got self-control for you in this area and in many others. Just come to me and trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you say, you know, you want to do everything you can to, be used by the Lord, and so you stay away from all those things. That's right. And idle time, you know, it's it's yeah. really a hard thing because sometimes I'd come home and I'd be on my way home and I'd have all these things in my mind I want to do, get into the recording studio, make some music for the Lord, start yeah. working on stuff, and then as soon as I would get home, it's kind of like a tire, just all my air is gone. I don't know where yes. to pick it up. And... I think that's where I lose my willpower to want to do more for Christ instead of other things. And, you know, a lot of people describe that as a... a, Well, let me pray for you, because we're coming up on the end of the the, uh, first half. And, you know, I would just say that a lot of people like to call that a struggle, but it's not a struggle when you sin. The struggle's over. Um, The battle is to say no to sin. That that's the struggle. Like when you're in the midst of struggling, you're saying no. But the minute you say yes, the struggle's over. 
And I know that the Lord has an amazing amount of self-control for you. That once he gives you victory over this, he'll start to reveal other areas of your life that require his self-control. So you're on the beginning, you're at the beginning stages of something really exciting. Thank you. Father, I pray for my brother Michael as you reveal these areas of his life, God, the the lack of self-control, the impatience. You know, you know his you know him, you he's your son. And so I just pray that you would strengthen him, that you would fill him afresh with your Holy Spirit, that God you would enable him to walk in victory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank All right, man. See you later. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey, you hear the music? We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Give me a call, 303 690 3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303 690 3000 or text us at 720 336 0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the second half of today's program. We're back to, I'm back. I was gone for a week. I know some folks filled in for me. I'm grateful for that. Was able to get away for a little bit of rest. And then coming back, you jump right back into the thick of things. And um, it's good to be back. Good to be back on the air. Last time I hosted the show, we had major, massive internet failure and uh, what a bummer. Um, but the Lord knew, took care of it, and the guys at the studio did what they could to salvage the show. But i um, grateful that the Lord is on the throne and he's greater than technological issues. So we're grateful for Frank, who's uh, producing the show today, and Kevin, who makes all sure all the gizmos and gadgets work the way that they need to. Joshua oversees the whole thing keeping things running smoothly, uh, grateful for the Grace FM team. And of you guys that are on other stations, Hope FM, Truth FM, grateful for you. Uh, always a good reminder for you to support local Christian radio, please. Here at Grace FM, go to gracefm.com. If you're listening on your local station, uh, you're not in Colorado, you're not in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Nebraska, your, uh, whatever station you're listening on, please support Christian Radio. These stations are church-owned, and they are church-run, and that means we aren't a big, massive corporation, right, that that runs them like a business. They're ministries, and because they're ministries, that's why we're dedicated to worship in the Word 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I was up in Fort Collins, got to meet a lot of people that listened to Grace FM up in Fort Collins a couple weeks ago, and um, it's just amazing. Let me, I'm going to read, I got to look back here real quick here. I want to read to you, sorry about that, I want to read to you a little bit of this letter. I won't give you all the details, uh, identifying details, but somebody at Fort Collins handed me an envelope and wanted to me know a little bit of their testimony. So I want to share it with you. This is how important uh, rate Christian radio is. You ready? I'm so excited meeting you today. Grace FM is the reason. Ch- check this out. Listen, this is, this is ex- I'm quoting verbatim. Grace FM is the reason that I and my family are committed Christians today. I was a pagan leading a worldly lifestyle before I found Grace FM. And as I continue listening to the programming, God continued to soften my heart. 
Given the times I was typically driving, you're one of the main pastors, and the song was one of the first worship songs I ever learned and still one of my favorites today. Uh, Here's a little bit of the testimony. I did not grow up going to church. Uh, The only time I've been inside a church was for weddings or a funeral. Uh, And when when my family lived in another state, I didn't realize I was missing anything. However, when we moved to another state, when I was eight years old, it became very apparent that church was a big deal. And then throughout high school, uh, I occasionally went to services. And in, in, in high school, I read it. I wrote an English paper on the Druids, which then led me to investigate paganism and then paganism and all this other stuff um, so that it's a couple pages, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But Grace FM quickly became, well, let's see if I can get to it here. Um, then I started um, dating a guy who's a Lutheran. He said he's always been a good Christian man. Uh, he said he was okay with me being a pagan. We talked about religion, uh, but it wasn't a regular topic of conversation. He lived in, in another city. Uh, we started driving back and forth, um, and I stumbled across Grace FM, a Christian radio station. I don't remember specifically what they were talking about, but it was something about what Jesus had said to someone. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The things we take for granted to a person that stumbles across the station and says, I don't know what they were talking about, but it was about Jesus saying something. Yeah, that's right. That's why we are committed to teaching the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, period. And yeah, we talk about Jesus saying something to people. That's right. So that anytime during the day, you're going to hear somebody talk about Jesus saying something. Because the whole Bible is about Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Grace FM quickly became my favorite radio station. Um, <clears throat> uh, I was I may still only be listening to the radio at this point, except for this event. I looked at him one night and thought to myself, if uh, my boyfriend goes to heaven and I don't, that seems like a problem. I don't know if I like that idea, end quote. I believe that was the turning point to get me to try church. Then she tried churches and... She's been in church ever since. So please, uh, you know, we don't do big uh, fundraisers or anything like that. Maybe we should, but we don't. But we do ask. And you can go to gracefm.com and support Christian Radio. Whoever's been supporting up to that point uh, gets to share in the fruit somehow at the Bema seat. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I stumbled across Christian Radio and they were talking about Jesus saying something. <laughs> that's the power of the word of God. That's the power of the word of God. And maybe you're listening to me right now and you are lost and you're actually not even offended that I said that because you know that you're lost. Uh, You know that it is uh, beyond, your life is beyond what, God's intention and the intention of Jesus being created in his image. And you've tuned into this radio station and there's a guy talking about something Jesus said. Well, here's what Jesus said. He said, unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of heaven. So church can't get you into heaven. Radio station can't get you into heaven. Religion can't get you into heaven. Only new birth 
not physical. You've already been born. That's why you're listening to me. But this is spiritual birth. And only God can give you spiritual life. And the Bible says that God loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to live for you, to die for you. And I believe he rose again from the dead to save you from your sins, to forgive you. So you can be in heaven forever with him, not because of your good works, but because of his good work. And I invite you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, just like this young lady who says, I've been waiting all this time to give you this letter. I want to tell you about my testimony and how God used Grace FM to change. We're, we're Christians now because of the radio station. And we know um, we know what she means, right? She, she doesn't mean the radio station's God. She means that that was a vessel, as a tool that was used by God. And now God's using it again in your life. And if you will repent of your sins and accept the free gift of salvation, God too will save you today, right now. If you want to pray with me, you can do that. You can say, God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins because I believe you sent Jesus Christ to live for me, to die for me. And I believe Jesus rose again from the dead to save my soul. And I receive the gift of salvation you offer to me. And I dedicate my life to following you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. At at our church, we always clap because all the angels in heaven are rejoicing over one person that repents uh, than 99 that are righteous. And so we rejoice with the angels in heaven that you responded to the invitation to follow Jesus today. If you responded, I want to know about it. Uh, We want to help you. We've got information to send you, a new believer guide. Uh, We have information to help you grow. You can go to our website, calvaryco, that stands for Colorado, calvaryco.church. Scroll down to the bottom. It says, no God. And I think you can do it, calvaryco.church slash no God, K-N-O-W. Uh, We got all kinds of information there to help you grow. And then you can register your decision with us and let us know. We would love to connect with you, plug you into a church, into your area. Of course, if you're in the Metro Denver metro area, come on to our church. Uh, Grace FM has a list of recommended churches throughout Colorado. There's a reason why churches are on that list and churches aren't on that list. So you can trust it. And... Uh, if you're in another part of the state, we've got a lot of friends around the country that we could plug you in. Like if you're listening on Hope FM right now, um, you can go to Calvary Chapel in Marlton, my friend, Pastor Bill. Um, you can uh, go to, um, you know, there's I've got all kinds of friends up in New York, New Jersey. All you have to do is contact us, uh, calvaryco.church. All right, let's go over to Maryland. Uh, line two, Felicia is in Maryland. Felicia, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How Hi. are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Yes, I have a um, prayer request for my daughter, um, <clears throat> okay. Danielle. Um, I've been, uh, well, I believe I've been a very 
good mom to my daughter. It's not that she, she's, you know, don't she doesn't believe in God. She does, and it's like she's just drifting away from me. Mm-hmm. It's like something I don't know that I have done to her or said to her, and it's it really it's really troubling to me where it really she hurt me so bad inside, and I just need prayer for her to. Um, I need prayer and for her to come back to me as, okay. as my daughter. Okay, Father, I pray for my sister Felicia as she brings her hurts and her pains. Together we come into your throne room of grace to find help in time of need. And first, God, I pray that you would comfort and heal the broken heart of Felicia, uh, that you, God, would strengthen her in her weakness. You know, like your word says, your grace is made perfect. Your, our weakness is turned around into your strength. And God, there is that sense of your perfect work uh, that, that happens in our, in our weakness. Just like you said, my, you told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I pray for Danielle, Lord, whatever's going on, however she's choosing to respond, I don't know what it is in a young woman that would be so angry and so bitter and so nasty toward her family. Um, But I pray that you would soften her and that you would bring her to the end of herself and that whatever it is, she would be brave and courageous to face her mom. And I pray for other women, that young women that have done the same thing uh, to their parents or to their former in-laws or you know God, the, the, the hardness of heart hurts so many people. And I pray, God, that, that Felicia um, would receive her daughter, Danielle, back with a soft heart before it's too late. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Um, I love listening to um, the music you guys play and I'm I'm one of your fans. I always just sit every morning and listen to the sermons from um Pastor Chuck and it's just oh, yeah. really really helped me so much in all just in heaven. I really do thank God for you all. Thank you so much. Thank God. Thank you for calling me. Felicia. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. <sighs> Family problems are some of the hardest, most challenging issues to deal with. Um, some of the most cruel, wicked decisions have been made within families or even within in-law families, you know, or, you know, families that used to be in-laws that just wicked, how the enemy loves to sow seeds of discord through wicked decisions. Um, it's sad and painful on to Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Joe's been waiting on line one. Joe, welcome to the program. Hey, Joe, you're on the air. All right, Joe uh, wanted prayer. He has a severe cough. Are you there, Joe? All right, I'm going to pray for him. Father, we join together with our friend and brother Joe in Baltimore, and we lift up to him, to you, God, the, the health condition he has where this severe cough that they don't know what it is and they don't know how to handle it. Uh, and they don't know what to do. 
And uh, I just think of that woman, God, that spent all of her money on doctors, spent all her money trying to find a cure, but her cure was to be at your feet. And so I pray for Joe that you'd bring healing and strength and help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions, lines are wide open. So give me a call, 303. It works anywhere that you can dial a phone number, 303-690-3000. We are back in the Word of God tonight. Uh, our time are in person. you got to come back to church. I'm encouraging you to come back. I mean, if your church is open, come back. We are open here at Calvary Church. We're studying a brand new book of the Bible, just started, First Peter. We're going to be learning tonight about the safety and security of... <clears throat> the safety and security of the um, believer in Christ. It's so encouraging. When you think things are out of control, you think you're about to lose it, you think that maybe uh, you know the Lord's given up on you or you can lose your salvation, whatever, um, you learn what the Bible says. The Bible says that you are kept by the power of God. Don't ever forget that. You're not kept by your own good works. You're not kept by the declaration of some pastor somewhere. You're kept by the power of God. He is your keeper. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to learn about that tonight. Uh, so we meet at 7 o'clock. We, we are pre-registering. Yes, we're asking you to wear masks. Yes. Um, and little by little, we're filling up again. And little by little, uh, we are making room. So there'll be plenty of room. Don't worry about it. Come to church. Come back to church. Make Wednesdays a brand new thing for you. Midweek Bible study. Uh, you you think, well, I don't know. I'm tired. I got to go to work. Kids got to get up for school. I got the homeschooling. And now I got to do distance learning. I know. I know it's all hard. But why would you give up on church? It's all hard. You're right. It's all challenging. It's all overwhelming. We all need more sleep. We all need more vacation. And why in the world would you choose to give up on the Lord? Why would you choose to not be in fellowship? Now, let me just say, some of you are in a high-risk category. Uh, you're in concern about your health. And that's not what I'm talking about. You want, uh, if, if you feel and you believe that it's safer for you not to be in crowds right now, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that church is open and you're not back for most of you um, most of you you're not back and it's been so long now that you're not even watching online anymore or you're watching an online service from another pastor somewhere that's doesn't have any care and concern over you as a flock isn't there to hold you accountable uh, isn't there for relations sake isn't there for you to be under leadership of the elders of the church like online is like vitamins you can't live on vitamins <clears throat> And you go, but Ed, you know, we're not even allowed to fellowship. We can't even talk and we can't even hug. Okay. And what else? Well, we can. We And what else? Well, you know, Mike, and what else? And it's like, look, the Lord is calling you back. It's time to, to press into the things of God, not to pull back from the things of God. It's time to continue on. It's time. I've got a special message I'm going to be sharing this weekend at Calvary Church uh, that is an ex exhortation for our church and everyone listening in. It is so needful. And you're going to see at least three different times this truth of continuing in the faith, 
fighting the good fight, continue, continue, continue. It's not just the endurance and perseverance of holding up under an issue. It is the, the I guess the, the essence of what God put on my heart while I was away on vacation is the proper response to many tribulations is to continue in the faith. That's the proper response. The proper response with the grief in your life right now is to continue in the faith. The proper response with that new medical diagnosis is to continue in the faith. The proper response with, well, I'm, have, they're asking me to wear a mask and I can't, is to continue in the faith. The proper response to being laid off is to continue in the faith. It's to trust in the Lord. In times of trial, you don't. we don't need to trust less. We need to trust more. And that's going to be the topic this weekend. I was putting together some notes today and I'll be finishing it up this week. Um, it's so good. This is the early church folks. This is what the early church did. They continued in the faith. Not everybody check this out. Um, I'll be sharing it. I'll give you a little sneak peek. Um, but you guys know Demas, right? Well, what did Paul say about Demas? You know what Paul said about Demas? He was so discouraged by Demas. Demas discouraged Paul, just like many people in the church discourage pastors for this reason. Listen, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed for Thessalonica. You know, go, wait a minute. What happened with Demas? Well, Demas turned his back on the Lord and he gave into his love for the present world. Even though the Bible says don't love the world, anyone who loves the world doesn't have the love of the Father in them. So Demas forsakes Paul, and Paul takes it personally. Of course. Of course. Because there's a relationship in the body of Christ. Pastors love their flock. Did you know three times Demas is mentioned in the Bible? You might want to take a note on this, because this is a warning to everyone. Three times Demas is mentioned in the Bible. First, he's mentioned in Philemon chapter 1, and he's mentioned as a fellow laborer. Remember? Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow laborers, Paul says. Secondly, in uh, three years later, he's mentioned in Colossians chapter 4. Luke, the beloved physicians, or physician and Demas greet you. So Luke is known as a, a beloved physician, but now Demas is just Demas. Then he's mentioned again about six years later, for Demas has forsaken me having loved this present world and departed for Thessalonica. And now you go from being a fellow laborer to just regular old believer to now backslidden in the world. And I'm telling you, I see this over and over again, the lack of continuing, the lack of continuing. I'll tell you my text. Um, I hope you come. I hope you tune in. I hope you listen to the archive. Uh, my text is in Acts chapter, I have a couple of texts, but it's in Acts chapter uh, 14, verses, 20, verses 22. Here's, let me, I think it's verse 22. Let me find it here. Um, so yeah, it says when in verse 21 of Acts 14, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So the proper response to many tribulations is to be strengthened, to be exhorted, 
and to continue in the faith. And that's a sneak preview of our Bible study this weekend. Tonight we're in Peter. This weekend will be an topical. We're studying through Hebrews right now, but here's the point. The point is this. Get back to church. Bring your family and friends. And I'm, I guess I'm speaking to the Demases that are slacking off and backsliding. I'm speaking to the ones that are becoming lukewarm, the Laodiceans, the ones that are walking away from their first love, the ones that are having to work more, the ones that are upset because they were laid off, the ones that have co-opted the gospel for their new uh, religion of politics and patriotism. I'm talking to the ones that have walked away because they're upset and they're fearful. It's time to repent and come back to the Lord. You go, well, going to church doesn't mean coming back to the Lord. Well, come back to the Lord and find out what he tells you to do next. Or come back to church, hear the word of God, and find the Lord telling you all along, hey, where you been? Don't be like Demas, who starts out like a fellow laborer, a leader, a servant, and then just becomes a quitter. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore, and I'm not going to church. I'm, I'm leaving the church. What? What happened? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, I need this over here, and I need this over there, and you didn't call me, or you didn't. Stop it. It's, there's enough stress and pressure already. And yeah, they're like, Ed, what are you saying? Man? Those are pretty strong words. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yep. I'm a pastor sharing uh, really uh, strong words. I'm exhorting. I'm doing what they, I'm doing what the Bible says. I want to strengthen you and I exhort you. And exhorting is the word parakletos. It's the same word that's used to describe the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. So at times the parakletos gives you a strong word. This word sometimes when it's when it's translated exhorting the the uh, Bible uh, translators want us to know that it's a strong word. It's not just oh it's going to be okay everything's going to be fine kind of encouragement, but it's a strong word. Don't become like Demas. Don't become like Demas. And maybe that first step is to get back into church. And so we are open. I know many of my friends' churches here in Colorado are open. We have some restrictions, yeah, because our governor doesn't want to change. Um, and he thinks it's all the church's fault. It's not the casino's fault. It's not Costco's fault. It's the church's fault. No, it's not the church's fault. It's not um, at all. So come back. We'll make room for you. And we have a special place in this in the building that if you absolutely require six feet social distancing uh, with masks, we even have a place where you can worship there. Um, but join us upstairs and bring your kids because little by little we're opening our children's ministry back to you. Um, and I wish we could do it faster, but we need servants. And that's what we're looking for. It's just, man, it's been challenging. It's been challenging all the way around. And pray for your pastors, would you please? Not only your senior pastors, but their wives, their kids, the, the elders of your church, the assistant pastors of your church. This has been the wildest, most unbelievable time that I've ever experienced as a believer. And I've been through some tough things. Um, I mean, on a personal level, when my son died, that, that was the worst. That is the worst. It's ongoing because of the drama still, uh, unfortunately. It's still ongoing. But that's, my, that's the biggest personal trial that I'm enduring. But as a church, this is the biggest trial I've ever seen the church go through. 
And, and I mean, all of us are going through it. And, and let's stand. Let's be evangelistic. Let's teach the word. Let's reach the lost. Let's get back on focus. Let's continue in the faith. That, that word is connected very closely, continue, with uh, the word that is used in John 15 about abiding and remaining. Hey, look, don't leave. Don't. And, and the old King James says in Acts chapter 11 that Barnabas encouraged them to cleave to the Lord. I'll be bringing that out this weekend as well. Isn't that cool? We don't use that word too much anymore, but uh, encouraging you to cleave to the Lord. That is awesome. And that's, uh, let me see, I think it's Acts 11, 23. So we're going to be back in service tonight. um, And here is Barnabas, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all. This is the same word, parakalei, exhorted them all that with purpose of heart, they should cleave unto the Lord. (laughs) I love that. Continue in the Lord. Stay, remain, reside. It's the idea of staying as close as you possibly can. And don't you think for a minute that, that being away from fellowship hasn't affected you. Don't think for a moment that it hasn't challenged you. Get back to your church, to our church. Let's worship. I'll see you in a couple hours, 7 o'clock. Go to, we, go to our website, calvaryco.church, and register. Or listen online, wherever you are in the country, around the world. Love you guys. See you in a couple hours. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.